At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey guys, welcome to the Girl Take No Podcast. I am your host, Shawnee Sanders, and I'm excited to introduce you to Lauren Gaglioli. She is an online entrepreneur and a passionate advocate for digital solopreneurs. She has a very special knack for building successful online businesses and expertise in organic content marketing. Lauren has learned how to harness the power of SEO and organic strategies to grow and sell her own businesses. And now she's teaching others to do the same. So listen, make sure you have your notepad out so you can take note and get ready to get some valuable insights from a true industry expert. I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No Podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Girl Techno Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Shadi. I'm so excited to be sharing these tips and strategies with your audience. Yes. You know what? Before we jump into any questions around your business, tell me the story behind your brand. What made you start this business? Hmm. So uh, my brand is under my name now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just Lauren Gaggioli, and uh, I help entrepreneurs figure out how to leverage SEO to turn mm -hmm. strangers on the internet into happy clients. And yes. a lot of SEOs stop with like, we got traffic to your digital doorstep. Mm -hmm. I know firsthand how important it is to have that cold traffic that's coming in, take the next step to become part of your community or to become a client. Oftentimes that client is a couple of steps away, right? If they've just yeah. found you on the internet. So the reason I know that this is so important is that this is my second company. 
Mm-hmm. So my first, well, technically, actually, it's my third. Um, so I had an in-home ACT and SAT prep company for a very mm-hmm. long time. And one of the dads was very active in social. He was a lawyer. Um, he's still very active in social, um, has a lot of like interesting takes around AI and Web3. And mm. um, so he was always kind of on the cutting edge. And he's the one who told me to get on Twitter when I was just an in-home tutor. And yeah. I was like, why Why do I need to be on Twitter if I'm local? He, I was like, I don't understand. And he goes, I think you might be surprised at what it opens your eyes to. And he mm-hmm. was 100% right. So I learned about providing online courses and learned about passive income, that mm-hmm. very special <laughs> special <laughs> little term. Um, yes. It's like some of the most active income you will ever make on the front end, but it's mm-hmm. lovely when it plans out uh, on the other side. And so I, uh, I went online and I started building my online company. And so I transitioned from in-home tutoring to offering asynchronous ACT and SAT courses online. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of that company, I had a couple of little breadcrumbs where I was like, wow, um, this is pretty amazing. Like people were dropping in and like giving me these little little tips about how to get found in Google, which yeah. I knew nothing about getting started yeah. in this space. And so, you know, I'd run a pr- primarily referral-based business before that with my in-home tutoring, but now that wasn't possible in the wilds of the internet. Mm-hmm. And so uh, learning how to leverage Google and uh, use the power and harness the power of Google to your advantage as an entrepreneur, it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself. And so I I realized that a lot of the ease that I found in my in my second company, technically that online company, that was due in large part to the volumes of traffic that I was able to drive through my digital to my digital doorstep. Mm-hmm. And I was getting like 16,000 new users through organic search a month for three years running. Yeah. And so it's powerful. And if you learn how to do just a little bit of it right, you can really take it and, and run with it and go a long way with it. So um, I'm really passionate about helping other entrepreneurs, particularly solopreneurs and digital entrepreneurs, figure out how to do that. Yes. You know, I'm so glad we're having this. I got so many questions, but first let me ask you this question. <laughs> um, what made you get into entrepreneurship? Was it always something you wanted to do or there's something you just kind of like naturally gravitated towards? So if I go in the way back machine, I can see I was kind of always wired for this. Yeah. Um, you know, I was the kid who was – I wasn't so much the lemonade stand kid, but mm-hmm. I was running a restaurant out of my parents' kitchen. You know, I had, like, made up the menus and, like, I'd invite people over for dinner parties and, like, oh, wow. I wanted to, like, plan everything and, like, have it all set and ready. Um you know, I, I really enjoyed that. I liked all aspects of it. I liked mm-hmm. thinking about really looking at it through today's lens, the customer experience. Like I, I really enjoyed curating that for folks. And um, my dad worked for a large company and he, you know, was a was a VP and, and had had climbed the ladder. But yeah. a lot of his most innovative ideas, the company just sort of assimilated them and it was like, pat on the head, good job. Um, yeah. And he told me very early on, I can remember having conversations with him where he'd say, listen, Lauren, if you can not work for someone else, if you can work for yourself, 
might not be possible all the time, but if you can do it, I think you are wired in a way that that will actually benefit you. And so for mm. a long time, he he would help me. Like he loved talking business. He loved business. And I think, you know, in in if he had it to do all over again, he probably would have started his own company. Um, yeah. By the time he realized it, he kind of had the golden handcuffs thing working. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to give up those privileges and perks. Um, so I, I feel like I have the best of both worlds now. My husband has the steady nine to five that yeah. offers us uh, health insurance and and covers the, the lion's share of our expenses. And then I mm-hmm. have the ability to dream and play and create the things that offer opportunity for exponential growth. And I realized yeah. what a privilege that is. Um, you know, even when I was running my my tutoring company, that was all on my shoulders, but I didn't have dependents at that point. Now I have two kids. So yeah. I, I appreciate that my mindset is I'm I'm coming from a very kind of safe place to do that. Mm-hmm. Um and that that certainly allows me the ability to play a bit more. However, when it comes to what are the surefire things that you can yeah. count on? Listen, Google's a verb. It's in the vernacular. And if you know that, why wouldn't you use it? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, I'm so glad we're having this episode right now, this conversation, simply because I j- literally just said this to a friend this morning. I said, you know what? I want to see growth, but I have to. I really have to get better at SEO. I was like, I really have to kind of like throw myself into SEO because I'm, I'm knowledge man. You know, I, I, I have a background in product and tech and online and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm a familiar with SEO, but it's not something I can tell you that, Lauren, it's not something I've been really focusing on when it comes to like growth on YouTube, when it comes to growth on social media. Mm-hmm. I really, even with my website, I really have not been focusing and even my Etsy store, I haven't been honing in on SEO. And so, so to have I'm this conversation with you today, it's like, ordained like god aligned it 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 all (laughs) happened the way it was supposed to happen today (laughs) can i ask you a question i i know this is like totally flipping the podcast tables but can i ask you a question because i'm so curious you know about it and this is something that i run into a lot right i know Mm -hmm. about it what's holding you back from doing it i don't know you know when i think about seo i think about god that's work I really do think about that's work, finding, you know, coming up mm. right keywords and stuff like that. I just think about it's so much work around it that even before I even thinking about doing it, I just get exhausted from it. Thank like, you. Thank I, you for saying that. Yes. I do. I get exhausted from it. Even when it came to my Etsy store and I was watching another woman and she was talking about SEO with titles and in terms of like, you know, SEO. Etsy is a search engine, basically, right? Yeah. It's for store, 100%. but it's a search engine. Pinterest is a search engine. Google is a mm-hmm. search engine. These are all search engines. And you have to use natural language when you're tagging, when you're actually writing titles. And when I think about descriptions, SEO, it really does make me feel like, oh my God, do I really have this kind of time to put in this kind of work. But mm. this morning I woke up and I said, you know what? You're going to have to figure it out because this is important. If you want to see real growth, you want to see that organic traffic. Mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it. And so thank God for you today, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I commend you for seeing it for mm-hmm. what it is. And I think something that's very different about the way that I do SEO is I call mm-hmm. it purpose-driven SEO. It's about taking the human side too, right? Really yeah. using keyword research as a lens to see who needs your help out there. 
Yes. And then leveraging the data to speak to the bots, but still saying what you want to say. And saying how you want to say it just with a a slight tweak. I very much leverage the Pareto principle. Like Mm -hmm. you do not have to do 100% of the things right. If you do 20% of the things right, you can get 80% of the way there. And that is better than the 91% of pages on the internet that are not found through organic search at all. (laughs) Only 9% are being hooked up by Google. That is so crazy. Insane, right? So my um, the keyword research tool that I use is called Ahrefs, and they did mm-hmm. this study. I want to say it was in 2021, and that's the number they found. And I was bowled over because so many of us feel like I have so much to give. I'm mm-hmm. screaming into the void, yes. and like, how do I find my people? And <laughs> with my first company, hundred percent, second company, I was like. There was no question as to whether or not people needed ACT or SAT prep. So I had such a gift of certainty. However, mm-hmm. knowing that, like so many people start to shift their business model when really the issue isn't the business model, it's the connection point. It's how do you put your yes. business model in front of the right people. And so so many people, right when they're about to like, they have something amazing. They know they have something amazing, but it's not something certain like ACT prep mm-hmm. that they end up like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, shifting everything. And like now they're starting from scratch when really it was all they needed to do was tweak how they were marketing and the language they were using. Mm-hmm. And that could have put them put eyeballs on a business that already was working. They just didn't know it yet. Oh, my goodness. I, I swear. You know what? Let's OK. Let's go back to the basic because I'm yeah. telling you, I have a lot of women that listen to this podcast who are entrepreneurs, who are either working full-time and managing their business full-time. And yes. I know for a fact, I have tons of friends who are businesswomen, and I know for a fact, have online businesses, and I know for a fact that they are not paying attention to SEO. They're yeah. not into SEO. They Half of them don't even know what it stands for. Oh, So a lot of them that. really don't know. A lot of people don't know what it stands for. So yeah. let's just go back to the basic in terms of let, a, let people know what SEO stands for and what exactly it is. Absolutely. SEO stands for search engine optimization. And essentially what it does is it creates a beacon on your website that says to Google, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I help. Because Google, when people are ready to solve the problem they are having, they go to Google and search. Mm -hmm. And so they type those queries into Google, which is where keyword research comes in. It's the exact language your ideal prospect is typing into the search engine that can hook you up with that person. Yes. Google's a matchmaker. All he does, all day long. I call him Uncle Goog. Like we're we're on we're on good terms. Um we I like that. all Uncle he Google. does. Yeah. All he does all day long is matchmake entrepreneurs <laughs> with the people who they want to help. Like that's it. It is not scary. It can be overly technical. And a lot of SEOs want to make it seem inaccessible so you'll pay them for a service. Yeah. Totally understandable from like, a, like let's just scare everybody and then they'll pay us. Like, mm-hmm. okay. But the reality is if you're already generating content in any form, podcasting, Johnny, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can optimize what you're Hello. already creating. It doesn't have to be more work. It can be making the thing you're already doing rise higher and yes. have more impact and have more reach. 
And Google can help you with that. That's all it is, is him matchmaking you all day long. Someone types a question that you're an expert at answering into Google, and he serves up your blog post, your podcast, whatever it is. Now, there are a couple of things that have to happen on the technical side so that Google's bots understand what it is you're actually putting out because Google Mm -hmm. doesn't hear so well. So yeah. like video, podcast, you you need to have some some context for Google written out, but it just allows you to rise in the search engine results pages. Mm-hmm. So you can be connected with the people you help and like I said before, turn strangers on the internet into happy clients. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that a lot of times when I think about SEO and stuff like that, and I'm being 100% transparent and honest, my natural, um, rea- my natural way of thinking is not Google. My natural way of thinking is social media, whatever platform mm. that I'm posting on. Yeah. I don't, you know, and I, and I know that's true for a lot of people too, because we look at YouTube, for instance, and YouTube is this big search engine. And we're thinking about only how can I be found on YouTube? I'm not thinking about how my YouTube video can also be discovered on Google. You know what I mean? By certain information, by typing certain keywords. And I think that is so pivotal right now. And I feel like my mind has been blown at this point, at this point right now, (laughs) just by a few (laughs) seconds of the conversation. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh my God. Because I know I don't think about, I I don't think about Google. I think about Google as its own separate thing outside of everything else. Yes. But do they all work together? Yes. So- The course that I teach that helps solopreneurs and other digital entrepreneurs learn how to do it for themselves. I do offer consulting for folks who want to pay and have the content written for them and all that. But Mm -hmm. the course is called the Organic Marketing Ecosystem Mm. because it is an ecosystem. Your website, the way I think about it, all roads lead to your website. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not the play on social, but think about the business model behind Google and social. Yeah. With Google and social, they're both making money by ads. But for yeah. Google, he is always elevating quality content. Every algorithm change points to quality content. And his job is to get you off his platform as fast as he can because hmm. that means he served up the right content, right? Yeah. Whereas, and I told you that stat about monthly 16,000 new users every month via organic search for three years. Social oh. posts, their life cycle is like four seconds, right? <laughs> so when you think about so where true. to pour your energy in, it's not a, it's not a, you, it, they're not mutually exclusive. They work mm-hmm. together because the chatter you create in social also signals to Google, hey, this is all tied in here. But algorithm changes on social, they're not to the advantage of quality content always, right? It's yeah. just, did you play the game? It's a slot machine. Yes. So I often say that social is like dopamine, like it's a dopamine hit, whereas mm-hmm. SEO is serotonin. It's like true mm. love. And like mm-hmm. Google wants to like keep you if you're keep if you keep providing quality content and and this is the other thing, a single post of quality content, you can keep that post having people come through the door constantly. Like for like I said, 3 years running. I stopped creating content on my first site because I had a baby. 
and I was yeah. doing the like four hour work week dream, but mm-hmm. I was still making money. I had three thousand to fifteen thousand dollar months. On average, it was probably about five, mm-hmm. working four hours a week with a newborn, mm-hmm. and I, swear. I was able to do that because of Google. I could not have done that with social. And social, there's like a hole in the bottom of that bucket, right? Like you keep pouring in and you're like, well, what am I going to make next? Like it's hardly out the door and you're like, well, guess I better do the next thing. Whereas SEO, you can keep refining a single post and by making that single piece of content better and better and better, then more people can continue to funnel to that when they need it, not just if they happen to run into it at the right time in that 24-hour life cycle of social. But if you're creating these amazing posts over on your website, you can kind of chunk them up and find micro pieces of content within them to share on social. You've done Mm -hmm. the hard work. And then Mm -hmm. you can create a narrative arc over on social and say, hey, do you want more of this? Come on over to my site. And you point them to that post. And so they see a little bit of what they already got, and then they can go on that deeper dive and that longer journey. I swear to you, this is like, I wish I had a notepad to write everything down right now. <laughs> I'm going to go You'll back. You'll have and the re- transcript. <laughs> I will. I'll transcribe it so I can get it all out because this is what I know a lot of people do. And even today, I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily feel like they need websites. They feel like my social media oh. page is enough. My YouTube page is my Instagram is enough. Yeah. Facebook is enough. When there is value in having some own real estate because we really don't own these platforms. How Can many talk horror about- stories do we hear about people who yes. lose their followings? Because yes. Meta is just like, nope, sorry, violation. Oh, and there's no customer service. And mm-hmm. oh, you're running a business? Too bad. Yep. yep. It's not. It's not. You have to hope for the best, but plan for the worst and not having your own real estate, to your point, like Mm -hmm. you're living on rented land. You're living on rented land. It's important to have it. And I feel like a lot of my friends feel like um, their social media is just enough. A lot of entrepreneurs, I know a lot of entrepreneurs feel like social media, if they're not like a product-based business, right? If they just offer service of some sort, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll offer my service here. I'll give a masterclass and there's platforms where I can do courses. I don't necessarily have to have a website that I own. I could just have a, you can just log into this platform here and just do courses. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to understand that it is important to have that, that own real estate. And to understand SEO is so a huge piece of it. And to think, because like I said before, I think all of us think about everything separately. Nothing is working with Google. Do you Mm -hmm. run into entrepreneurs who feel like, oh, Google does, not that Google doesn't matter. I could never say that (laughs) because we search Google for everything. Yeah. But because we search these platforms, I seem like more, like I'll go straight over to YouTube when I'm looking for a video uh, to learn something. Like I'm gonna go straight to YouTube versus going to Google. Mm -hmm. And it seems like we just hold these sites, these social platforms in such more higher, I guess, a higher place Mm -hmm. than Google itself. Yeah. Um, You know, I personally am a little bit of a control freak. Uh, so, so to me, that's really important. 
Um, Having a website that I can have look exactly how I want it to look. Having a place where people can come back to and know that I will be standing constantly in that spot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, too, when you think about it through the lens of SEO, it really does come back to that buyer's journey. Like, do you want to hinge your income on people running into you at the right time that an algorithm possibly maybe you know, put your stuff into somebody's feed or do you want to have a little more control over it? That when somebody types in organic marketing course, the sales page for your organic marketing course pops up. Yeah. To me, I would rather have that because that's the right time that that person is thinking of solving that problem. And that uh, keywords kind of come in technically four different flavors, but the two main ones that I focus on are informational intent and transactional intent. So what is organic marketing is an informational intent. Yes. Organic marketing course is transactional intent. That person already has their credit card in their hand and they're typing it into Google or even in YouTube. Like if you have a video in YouTube, Mm -hmm. it's all Google, right? Alphabet owns it all. So that's true. It plays together. And even if it shows – like you do want to – build a presence in social for sure and have mm-hmm. threads woven there that lead back to your website and say, this yes. is where I stand. This is what I do. Because to get a social post ranking in search, you've got to be a huge entity. And most yeah. of us aren't. Yeah, exactly. And most of us aren't. Would yeah. you agree that conversion happens on the website and not necessarily on social? I mean, I'm sure there are people for whom that's that's not the case. I see a lot of yeah. interesting stuff happening on Instagram with bots and like put mastermind in the comments and I'll connect you. Those are people yeah. building their email lists, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. The, car, the floor can get ripped out from under you at any moment. And I don't mm-hmm. love that. Like, I don't want social being the only place that I can connect with people because what happens when that shuts down or, exactly. you know, someone steals your login and like, you know, yanks exactly. your account for, out from under you and you have no recourse, it happens. And unfortunately, I see it happen in the circles I'm in often. Like I'm talking yes. once a month at least. I'm hearing of people with massive followings who are losing it all. And mm-hmm. if you don't then also have a backup plan, <laughs> you, you, maybe you don't want your website to be the forerunner. Yeah. I, I don't see any downside to having it be something you spend time on. Me but either. if you own it, it, like I would just rather have that certainty. Mm-hmm. And then if you can take that certainty and level it up and say, and also when people need me, I show up right there in the top 10 search results in Google – you have a viable business without anything else. So I view SEO as self-care for your business because yes. it's one of the only to-dos I can do today that I know will take a to-do off my plate tomorrow because there's this thing called your organic freedom tipping point where you can actually – and that's something I made up. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to find that anywhere else. <laughs> um, but like, basically Ooh. you say, this is the revenue I want to make. Mm-hmm. I back up and figure out based on really like easy to attain conversion uh, what the search volume is I need in order to hit that mark based on those conversions. If you did no other marketing efforts, you could conceivably make your monthly revenue 
based on this calculation, solely off of the organic traffic you drive through your door. Wow. Even if you did nothing else. And to me, like, I want freedom. I want to be able to, like, put my business on autopilot and, like, snuggle my kids a little bit, you know? That's that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody wants to achieve is that autopilot place where you're just consistently growing. Yes. You know, let's talk about when you're first starting. Yeah. And you're first starting because I want to talk when you first started business and why you're currently in when you're in business. Mm-hmm. Um, what things that you can do when you're first starting out your online business is the first thing to do is to do your keyword research. Because even when I think of keyword research, a lot of people think of that as, you know, like tedious work. Right. Um, yeah. But it's important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people feel like I don't even know what keywords to even ask, to even think about, to yeah. even write. Like what keywords am I even looking for? to even think about, yeah, you know, what to research. So what would yeah. you tell someone starting in business here? Hey, here's the first thing that you would need to do in order to set yourself up properly for organic search. So you do need a website. Mm-hmm. That, that I think it is the first step, right? Because, yeah. And, and before you build a website, you should do your keyword research. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Absolutely. Keyword Mm -hmm. research is the starting point. I like to use the free resources that are available over at Ahrefs, which I mentioned before. Yes. Um, It's ahrefs.com. And you can find, if you search that and then the term uh, free SEO tools, Mm -hmm. you find the keyword generator. And essentially, keyword research is showing you the exact language that's dropped into a search bar on Google. So the way I think about it, I think about who, what do I do? And Mm -hmm. don't make it the hard stuff, right? Don't make it the like my special sauce, right? Make it the like... When, what do people know you as? Like I see a lot of folks who are creatives want to like, I'm not this, I'm not that, I don't do this, I don't do that. Yeah. 
that's not going to work for search. Yes, that's what you bring to the table. That's something that once people are on your site, great. But they have to get to you first. And if you sit over here telling people what you aren't, people aren't going to lean in and try and figure out what you are. So if you're an interior decorator, put in interior decorator, right? (laughs) Interior decoration and like iterations of that. And don't tell me that you don't do traditional or, you know, whatever. Like make sure that you are very clear about how you are the same and go through that lens. Who Mm -hmm. you are, what you do. And what you do, you can use insider speak, especially if you are a consultant for other people in your domain, Mm -hmm. or use like normal people language, right? Someone who isn't well-versed in what you do, think about how like the the layman would would describe what you do and search those terms. And then how do you help, right? So that idea of like organic marketing course, right? That's Mm -hmm. what I offer. So that's a term I know is out there and I've, I've keyword researched. Um, and then the fourth thing you want to think about is what are the questions my ideal prospect has the moment before they buy? Mm. Like where, where are the pain points? What are they struggling with? How are they asking Google for help? Those are your informational intent keywords. So the other stuff is what lives kind of in your about me language, your homepage, Mm -hmm. sales pages for sure. But the informational intent is a way that you bring people in and offer an opt-in. So when somebody says, hey, what is organic marketing? I don't go, and here's an organic marketing course. I say, hey, organic marketing is how you bring people to your website without Mm. paying, without an ad spend. It's great for bootstrapping digital entrepreneurs. And I love helping folks like that figure out how to capitalize on organic marketing. Um, Before you maybe choose to work with me, I'd love to walk you through my DIY website audit. It's a three-part free mini course that I've created to help you understand where you're standing now because without knowing where you are right now, we can't know how to take the next right step. Yes. And so I, I offer that. something free. Yes. yes. So those informational queries, what what are the questions they have? What even is it? How do I leverage it? Is my site getting any organic traffic? What is organic traffic versus paid traffic? Yes. What is the organic mm-hmm. freedom tipping point? You know, like I, I talk about all these things and all roads lead to a really easy yes of the DIY website audit. Mm-hmm. And that's the freebie that brings them into an email community where I can be like, hey, I know this is really scary and hard. Let me help you. Look at all this content that I've created. Let me help you understand. And by the way, if you want, I can show this to you in a more like narrative arc where you can understand how it all hangs together through my organic marketing course. I I like that. And I like that you mentioned the pages because I was just going to ask that. When it comes to your keywords and how to put that natural language, do you put it in every page of your site or do you just put it in the pages where you want most people to land? So you have to be careful of a thing called keyword cannibalization. Okay. It's exactly what it sounds like. The keywords eat each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you want a particular page to rank, like let's say you want to rank for organic marketing course, right? Mm -hmm. I would not do an informational post about what are organic marketing courses and then a sales page that's organic marketing course because Google will say you targeted the same keyword here and I don't know where to go, right? Like I don't don't know know which one is right. Yeah. So I'm not going to send you anybody. 
Okay. So if you go to my website, I also have a course about naming your life's purpose. And mm-hmm. that was the first course that I built out on this in this new company. And so I have a, a nest of content around live with purpose. So I have mm-hmm. things like nine books to help you name your purpose. Um, mm. The best personal mission generator is yourself. Um, what to do when you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so you can see they're all kind of under the header of live with purpose, but they all are taking a slightly different angle. Yeah. And that's how you want to think about it. Like how can you talk about disparate little pieces, help people make a single trans- transformation in that and then lead them to the next right step, which is to join your email list. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build your email list. You offer free opt-ins. The exception is if they're looking for a paid service, which is where a sales page can be keyword optimized. So I have a drop-in mastermind for entrepreneurs where it's you don't have it's not a long-term commitment. You Mm -hmm. buy a package or a single seat. It's limited to six entrepreneurs. We show up and I help you with whatever you're troubleshooting that day. Mm -hmm. And for that page, I targeted online mastermind for entrepreneurs and it is starting to rise. It's a harder keyword to rank for, Mm -hmm. but if somebody is looking for that, they know where to find it. Google knows what that page is about. It has a ton of information. So if you go in and look at that page in particular, you can see some of the method to my madness of like, I answered, how much does a mastermind cost? Um, Who is your mastermind host? Mm -hmm. I use the term virtual mastermind throughout because that's related, but not the exact same keyword. So you kind of start to see like how these all kind of nest together. Yeah. But are all different. Like I will never write another post about master. I might do one. No, I take that back. I probably will never <laughs> write a post about masterminds. Yeah. Right? Unless I can find a keyword that's like, what is the impact of a mastermind? And if I do find that keyword, I might just put it on that sales page. Because Mm -hmm. if somebody's curious and looking, I want to be there and say, hey, there's a different way to do it. It doesn't have to be a long-term, super expensive commitment. You can do the first one for $25. Come on over and get started. And it's an easier yes, because if someone's already in that headspace, it is a bit more of a transactional query than an informational one. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. So if you already have a site, you have all these information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you recommend for them to do? Would you recommend for them to, hey, go through, scrub your pages and kind of see where you can start putting certain keywords into your language on your site? Yeah, you know, it's um, I would say back up even further. And mm-hmm. if you want to do the DIY audit, that's not a theoretical. I actually have one. It's a three-part series that shows yeah. you both the technical where you can – so like paid Google PageSpeed Insights. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are blown away by how slow their sites are when they yeah. put their URL in there. Your site does need some technical zhuzhing, very Mm -hmm. likely, because if you are technically not proficient, right, on the, on the, like, how fast your site loads, um, the size of images is a big one I'm seeing right now, not Mm -hmm. served up in WebP. Um, There, there is some technical stuff that should happen. And also, um, hierarchically, you kind of have to think about the categories you speak to and organize your URL structure accordingly. So there is a technical piece to this. And I think that's where a lot of people go, well, I'm just not going to do anything. Don't be afraid to look at it, right? Not looking Mm -hmm. at it doesn't make it better. (laughs) 
right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's at least understand where we're starting from. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect, but there might be some slight tweaks you could do that could make your site run a little more efficiently and a little bit better. If you have yeah, a WordPress definitely. site, putting in an image caching plugin like Imagify can really go a long way towards elevating your site's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive uh, solutions at all. But understanding where you stand is the first step and benchmarking your site now. Uh, yeah. Taking a look at how much uh, domain authority you have. Um, within those Ahrefs free SEO tools, there's a domain authority checker. You can see how many backlinks you're getting. You can see you know, how your site's performing. Mm-hmm. Um, so highly recommend getting in and just getting a read on where you're starting. That's yeah. the that's the first step. And then once you've done that, you can figure out, am I going to fix any of this? Does any of it warrant that? And then you can start to look at the copy on your pages mm-hmm. and thinking about that on page. If you if you want to just find like a list of things you can do, you can search on page SEO. And that'll mm. tell you things like how to title your page, URL structure, um, how to how – to, um, name your images, uh, how to Mm. weave keywords in, how to leverage your header structure, anchor links. You can – and interlinking is really important on your website too. I think a lot of times we build out these beautiful pages, right? We've got these individuals and then we don't tell Google how they connect. Mm -hmm. And so having an interlinking structure on your site is really important to elevating all of the content on it. So there's a lot to know. Yeah. Of course. But again, yeah. if you can do one baby step first, you know, just start writing blog posts. Have a little bit of keyword research behind you. Start writing blog posts. Yeah. Um, that, that'll that get you back in the swing of things and then you can refine <laughs> from there. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about keyword ranking. Yes. Let's say we do the research and mm-hmm. we see keywords that rank really high. Like yes. what is your strategy around the keywords that you should actually, you know, intertweet, interweed into your site, should it be the highest ranking ones or should you start from low and then work your way up? Okay. So um, for those who don't know, keyword research, when you type in the queries, you will get two numbers back in that tool that I gave you. There's KD, mm-hmm. which stands for keyword difficulty. Mm-hmm. And then there's volume, which is the average monthly search volume in Google over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. So what that means is if you're searching something like Christmas decor, they're averaging the last 12 months. So you have to know that one's a seasonal one, right? It's going to yeah. rise and fall. But yeah. they're going to give you a sense of how they compare apples to apples with the rest of the terms that are on that are related. Um, I highly recommend if you look at your domain authority, right, you, mm-hmm. your site's new you should be going as low as possible. Like if you can find zeros or ones, go for that. <laughs> because <Okay. laughs> in terms of keyword difficulty, because yeah. keyword difficulty is on a scale of zero to 100. And essentially it's a measure of how many other people have answered this question well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it's really hard, then what that means is that other people have addressed that ad nauseum. So I say for anyone I'm working with, because I usually work with people who aren't yet getting a thousand hits of organic search in a month. Mm-hmm. Let's go for 25 or less 
But anytime we can get it to single digits, I am a happy camper. Okay. And so even if it only means that the volume is, let's say, 200 people a month are searching that term, mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to see these terms where it's like 5,000 and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go for that one. Yeah. But it's a difficulty of like 55. It's like you're going to be sitting there for a long time before you get those 5,000 people. You're even visible, right? You're going to be held way down if you rank at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas – Like I have, for instance, that book list that I put out, the nine books about naming your life's purpose or or living your life's purpose, that post had um, a cue, I think books about purpose, I think books about finding your purpose was the keyword. Mm -hmm. So books about finding your purpose was the keyword. It was a difficulty of like one and I think it had 200 as Mm -hmm. the search volume. But what's happening is that because I targeted that one, there are all these other little variations on that language that I'm starting to rank for. Mm. And so when you look at the, it's like I could see the tip of the iceberg and I went, that's a good opportunity. I'm going to write that one. And now what I'm seeing is there were actually like 2,000 potential search volume for books about living your purpose, books about purpose, books about Mm -hmm. finding your purpose today. Like all these little like iterations of that language, Google is very linguistically advanced. So if you're writing for one keyword, he sort of knows the other terms that are related. And so that'll bubble up. And now I can see these 2000 queries that are like, rising and coming and like suddenly they're going to be on my doorstep for an affiliate linked post. And so it's pretty awesome, I think, to like watch that rise up and know that ultimately that is going to pan out because it's not going to go anywhere. Like that that page is quality and will continue to rank. Yes. Wow. That's 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 good to know because I'm I, I know keyword in the ranking can be confusing because you you do yes. you see that large number you say to yourself okay so let me use this keyword then because I right. want to be a part of this activity yeah Just so many people are searching for it, but you don't think about well am I really gonna pop up or am I gonna be on like page one hundred twenty seven you know because right <laughs> so the best so, place to bury a dead body is the second page of Google results yeah so okay you really want to get on the first page yes. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah, that's that's an old SEO joke. But I kind of think of it like the debt Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey debt snowball, mm-hmm. where like you start small and then that gives you the cachet to start going a little bigger, a little bigger, a little bigger, yes. a little more. Um, but yeah, you want to start with the easiest, lowest, as long as it's in alignment, I should yeah. say. Everything yeah. has to go through the lens of who do you serve? How do you serve them? Who are you? What's authentic? What's in alignment? Like you do need to think about that as you're picking these terms, just, you know, picking them because they have good numbers is if they're not in alignment with who you are and don't lead to the next right step for folks yeah, in an authentic way and an easy to, to like name kind of way, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, man, this is, I feel like I could talk to you for like a three or four hours, honestly. I would love that. I feel the you same know, way actually. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, but I know time is precious, but because this is such, I feel like it's such a big topic. And it it's is. so, like I said, it's so funny how this has been on my mind. And I was like, okay, today, once you're done with these episodes, you're going to jump right into this. You're going to go down that rabbit hole of YouTube, <laughs> or SEO. You're going to search every article you can find. You're going to find everybody, you know, but now I can just go to your website. I can you get your free tool. I can do my little audit yes. <laughs> of my site. Yes. And really pay attention to SEO and anyone else that comes to me about it. I'm going to definitely refer you, recommend them to you because you. they can take your course. They can do one-on-one because I think it's such an important piece of growth and building. Absolutely. And, and my favorite thing I will say is to hand off knowledge. Like at my heart, I'm a teacher. Yes. Can I do this? Yes. I like to do it for myself. Yeah. And I do have some clients where I have a, a copywriter, one of my best friends, who's an mm-hmm. amazing copywriter who really embodies the this, the voice of each of our clients in a very unique way. She's a background as an actress. So she does mm-hmm. that really beautifully. Um, and understands SEO. Like she she her stuff ranks very quickly. Um, I come up with a strategy and she executes it. But really my favorite thing is to empower others, like teach Amanda fish, you know, that's absolutely the way I like to go. And so I do have some done with you offerings that if you wanted to learn with a little more handholding, like Mm -hmm. I can absolutely do that too. I just have such a heart to serve other entrepreneurs because they know how hard it can be. This idea of like adding one more thing to your plate is really challenging. But if you do it now, in six months, a year, mm. you're going to start to reap the benefits. And what it does is it takes more off your plate at that point. You don't have to search for prospects. They're coming straight to you and asking you, please help me. Like, yes. please, somebody. And so it's it's a beautiful thing. And I just, I feel so honored to walk beside so many folks who are doing it. So if it feels scary, it feels overly technical, I work with people until they get it. And, yes. and if you're ready to learn how you can do it and have a longer, you know, a longer reward from the energy you're putting into your content creation, mm-hmm. I, I would love to show you how to do that. Oh, God, yes. That's that's exactly what it is. You know, because I think we got to get out of that mindset of if you build it, they will come. <laughs> if you build it right. We've all seen the movie, right? <laughs> If you build it, they will come when it's like, no, yeah. it's not. You can build it, but there's other stuff that you have to do in order to get them to come that you don't yes. have to do paid ads. Because a lot of people are pushing, hey, do paid ads, paid ads, yeah. to get you the traffic, paid ads, paid ads. And you're like, but there's so many people that grow organically and use SEO to do it. Why can't I jump myself into it and do it as well? That's what yes. a lot of people think about. Versus Absolutely paying the ads, doing the ads, and you really don't see the growth that you really want to see. It's not that you don't see the growth. You see the growth, but it doesn't, it's not that kind of traffic that stays, that sticks right. around, that right. comes back again. That's the yes. thing. They'll yes. come for that day while you're running that ad, but then what happens after that? It's another bottomless bucket. Yeah. Right? You got to keep mm-hmm. pouring funds in. And I know so many of us, you know, it's like, I'm willing to do that for a time, but if that's my like lifeblood, I, I feel like that's a problem. Um, yeah, I, I want people problem. to find me, especially because Google does this for free for so many people. Like, why wouldn't I jump on that train too? Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what that is. This has been yeah. a great conversation. And Thank um, you. what do you see happening next in this space when it comes to SEO? Is there anything that you're excited about that's coming out? And you know, I forgot to ask you this question before we end because I don't want to hold you past the time. But what do you think about ChatGPT? Do you think ChatGPT? Can- <laughs> 
I get this question a lot. I know you do. I know you do because we're like, everyone is not writers. You know what I mean? So it's like you rely on chat GPT to write copy, to write content for your website. And do you think it does an effective job in terms of like adding those search terms? So if you think Google doesn't know your full (laughs) content was written by AI, um, who do you think is spearheading some of this? Like (laughs) Uncle Google knows. You're not getting oh away with God. anything. Oh, my God. So I think, you know, it has a place. Like, I will tell yeah. you, uh, my copywriter uses it to examine what lenses are missing. Mm-hmm. So, like, she'll say, write me an article about something, you know, we're writing for a client. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, okay, like, that's interesting. I did three iterations of this. Mm-hmm. And this very important fact is not a part of this aggregate information. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think – um, this is very good news for uh, personal brands. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not aggregates. We are unique. So, you know, when we can connect with people on that, like, heart-to-heart level through a digital screen, that's pretty magical. And I don't think AI is quite there yet. Yeah. So I know it's going to have an impact. I'm a bit of a um, naysayer. I'm I'm a late adopter. Mm-hmm. Of of all technology because I've been burned. Where like you get on the latest and greatest, like Instagram yeah. threads. Anyone? Like, oh god! <laughs> you know, I, I I had a friend who was like, "So how's everybody <laughs> feeling about Insta threads?" And I was like, "I'm not touching it." And yeah, I'm, because I don't, I don't have time to waste. Mm-mm. I don't have time to waste. I homeschool my two kids. Like I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I have clients. Like I yeah. want you know knit a sweater. Like play in my garden. <laughs> I have all these other things I want to do. Instagram threads is not the thing I want to do right yeah. now. Yeah. And I just if don't feel like working around, another platform. Right. If it sticks around, maybe, but like I'm not there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think AI, I don't think it's going away in, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the way a social platform will, but the ways it's being offered up, the various products, like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to touch it until I see who's going to stick around for the long run. Yeah. Um, and even then, I would never trust it to write in my voice. So yeah. even if you are leveraging it, you must edit it well and edit it a lot. It can give oh. you a structure if that's the thing you have a hard time with. But yeah, judge it. Don't leave it to the AI. Don't just copy and paste it in, and it, Google will know, and you will be depressed in the rankings because Google's job is to elevate quality content. Aggregate content that's computer generated is not quality content. Mm, that's a good. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm telling you, I'm Chat GPT queen over here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and it works for some folks, particularly yeah, if you're but- like for podcasters. If you seed it with an episode and are mm-hmm. like, "This is what we talked about," or like, you know, you use it to generate questions, things like that. Yeah, totally fine. But it's the human touch that that really changed that makes things really sing, I think. Yes, you're right. And I have to go back over all my show notes, all my YouTube descriptions. And I have to now look at SEO because I'm like, I want that organic growth. I want to see it happen. I want to see that explosion of it. Um, But I know SEO is a huge part of it. And I really have to get more into that and just hunker down and just do the keyword research and try to implement some of those and across some of my platforms. Yes, absolutely. So I'm grateful for this episode. This was good. 
This is really good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, I'm going to stay connected because there will be some questions. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I'm here. I'm here to help. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Lauren, thank you so much. Before we leave this show, um, I ask all my guests this one question. Uh, What is some of the best advice you receive from another woman? So my dear, dear friend, uh, Jen Hoffman, who Mm -hmm. has Healthy Moving, Com. She's a restorative exercise specialist, but she really dives into the mindset. Uh, she and I had a podcast together about parenting. She's just mm-hmm. an amazing human being. She is the one who really says often and loudly, what is your next right step? Mm. I'm a dreamer. I can see 15 miles, years down the road, and I know mm-hmm. what I'm going towards, but I sometimes forget that it's a ton of little tiny steps between here and where I want to be. And she is so good at constantly reminding me and her community, just focus on the next right thing you can do. So we're Disney people, so we often sing Anna to each other uh, from Frozen 2. (laughs) We just do the next right thing, right? So what is your next right step and take it? Action is the thing that begets more action. So get going. I love that. What is your next right step? Because you're right. We'll focus so much on, like you said, I'm like you. I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. I can see it all. Yes. But we get, there's a journey to it. There's steps that have to be taken and you have to think about those, the next step. So, ah, God, this was so good. I hate it has to end, but I know it does. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. But I think I've gotten so much out of this episode and this conversation and I know everyone else will too. So I thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge and your wisdom. And your personality, because it's absolutely amazing. (laughs) And just the way you talk about it, it sounds, you could tell you're so passionate about it because you talk about it with such passion. You know what I mean? Like it's second language to you to talk about SEO and helping people grow, helping entrepreneurs grow in this area. So this is going to be awesome. And I'm so glad we had the time to have this conversation. I appreciate you for coming on the show, Lauren. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me today. Yes. Listen. I, like I said, I could talk so much more. I could talk so much more, but I'm not. I'm and sorry. we will. I have we a will. feeling. We will. We definitely will. We we have no choice. <laughs> um, guys, I am Shawnee Sanders. This is the Girl Techno Podcast, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you leave us a review, we will shout you out on our next episode. Now, in order to qualify for the shout out, all you have to do is leave a review, screenshot the review, tag Girl Take No Podcast in your stories, and you will get a shout out in our next episode. Until then, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.